0: Y'all, the time has come. On Monday, Nevada lawmakers gather in the state capitol to debate and decide our budget and which laws will be passed. So today on CityCast Las Vegas, we're talking with Nevada Independent reporter, Tabitha Mueller, about the political party happening in Carson City, what to look out for, and how to get involved. It's Thursday, February 2nd, 2023. I'm Vogue Robinson. And here's what Las Vegas is talking about. Tabitha Mueller, how are you doing today? I am
1: doing well, a little bit tired. You know, we had State of the State last week and a couple other things, but we're here, so.
0: (laughs) Yes, making it through. And man, (laughs) there are so many things to talk about. But let's talk about this year's legislative session. 900, 900, laws have been proposed so far. How do legislators choose which ones actually get discussed? Because they only have 120 days to have this conversation. Do they go through all 900 bills?
1: Well, theoretically, they're supposed to, <laughs> oh. you know, so all the like lawmakers, state agencies, the governor, they all have a set number of bill draft requests is what they're called that they can make. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially what will propose a bill. It'll come in with an initial just summary sentence like revises regulations around housing or changes how transportation is done in Clark County, for example. Mm-hmm. And then they get over the course of the 120 days of the legislative session, they get fleshed out. They'll actually become the full bill language, like what you see when you go on Nevada revised statutes. And then it's a matter of discussing those bills. And some of them will discuss on the floor. Some of them will just die without a discussion. Uh-huh. Basically, that means that the caucus will talk about it. Democratic leaders or Republican leaders or will kind of get together and say, we don't like this, and this is just not going to be given a hearing. But for a bill to proceed, they have to be heard in both chambers. There needs to be discussions, and they need to pass in the Assembly and the Senate and then receive the signature of the governor.
0: OK, step by step by step. <laughs> so we did hear Lombardo say during his State of the State that the 2019 restorative justice law needed some revision. Are there any other major laws from the previous sessions that are being revisited?
1: So I think that what you need to understand about the legislative session is that it happens every two years. Mm -hmm. And what that means is that in 120 days, lawmakers pass all the laws that they think needs to happen for the next two years. And then they come back in two years and they talk about them. Sometimes they revise those laws. Sometimes they leave them as it is because we don't meet on a yearly basis, lawmakers will have a lot of what are called cleanup bills. So they put something in a bill that maybe doesn't make as much sense or needs to be tweaked, or they realize that the language needs to be reframed. So we will see a lot of those. I think we're going to see a lot of reforms around education, Mm -hmm. right? The governor has said that changing some of the opportunity scholarship laws, which would basically make, he's proposed that he's going to change the income levels from 300% of the federal poverty line to 500%. So increasing the financial capacity for families to get access Mm. to opportunity scholarships.
0: So as Southern Nevadans, which bill should we be keeping an eye on this year? Like what's relevant to those of us in the Las Vegas Valley?
1: Well, so there's a lot of bills that are going to be relevant to everyone across the state, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's the first thing we need to say. We're going to probably see bills on health care, mental health. You're going to see legislation that affects higher education. You're going to also see bills focused on climate change and addressing water shortages. But one of the ones is I kind of took a look through some of the proposed bills that are there. And some of the ones that sort of stuck out to me was, uh, you know, North Las Vegas is proposing Juneteenth as a state holiday. Mm -hmm. You have Las Vegas, which wants to authorize the creation of transportation and housing reinvestment zones. Now, I have not looked, and I don't know for sure yet what the full language of that bill will be when it finally comes out of the Hmm. legislature, if it, you know, survives. But essentially those zones are designed to provide kind of needed revenue to support long-term costs associated with housing and transportation needs, at least based on what I've seen in like other cities. Another one we're gonna see a lot is discussions around education. The Clark County School District has a proposed bill that would allow trustees of a school district to actually purchase or rent or build residential dwellings for employees. So that might be aimed at addressing the housing crisis.
0: Do they want to build houses for teachers? It sounds like one of those, like, come and teach for Nevada. (laughs)
1: Like, we need teachers. That would be my understanding looking at that bill. However, it will... Totally depend on what, you know, how they describe it, what the full bill language will be, because like I said, right now, it's just based on some proposed summaries that I've seen. So that's something to kind of keep an eye out too, is we know that there is a teacher shortage here in Nevada. Mm -hmm. And so I think like one of the things that you need to understand is Clark County School District is the fifth largest school district in the country. So that's something that I think most Southern Nevada should be watching is what happens with that school district and how will it
0: affect them. Right. Right. And that's what's been really cool and interesting. Like, I don't know, I'm rooting for so many of the new lawmakers that are coming into space. They call them freshman lawmakers. But we have educators who are coming in, including Las Vegas's Ruben Da Silva, who also teaches at Rancho High School. Are there bills that these freshmen are proposing?
1: Yeah. So actually, there's a couple that I think are pretty interesting. One of the bills would come from freshman assemblywoman Angie Taylor. Mm -hmm. She's actually up in northern Nevada. But one of her bills would make it so that students who are observing a religious holiday, not just a Christian religious holiday, but any religious holiday from any minority background would be able to observe that holiday without having a mark on their attendance record. Ah. And this is something that we've seen a huge problem with because a lot of Jewish students or Muslim or whatever religion you follow, they have days that they need to take off that are not recognized by the school calendar Mm -hmm. because the school calendar very much follows kind of a Christian. You have the winter break or winter,
0: which is really cough, cough, Christmas break.
1: Right. (laughs) Right. And so I think that that's an attempt to make the school system much more inclusive and to make sure that these students can still achieve perfect attendance records. Right. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of bonuses that come with having a perfect attendance record. And it's not fair if only one, you know, one group or denomination has access to that. Yeah. I think another one that I think is kind of interesting in a similar vein is silly woman Danielle Glant from Southern Nevada her bill would make it so that common interest communities would not be able to have people remove religious items from their doorposts or homes so right now we've had some problems with uh-huh. different a few HOAs saying hey you have this item on your door that's of religious significance to you and that's not allowed underneath our rules or bylines
0: oh hoas are already a pain but to think about that in that way because even for our hoa they're like your christmas lights can only go up on certain
1: days well and an assembly woman was you know she spoke with me a little bit about it and she was saying that look like we know that there are some hoas that don't do this we know that there are some hoas that do do this we just need to prevent bad faith actors and it's important to protect people just all around <laughs>
0: I'm also thinking about the human side of this. If you're a a new lawmaker, you got to go up to Carson City for 120 days. Do people leave their families? Do they bring their families all the way up there? And then like, what do teachers do?
1: It might be best to ask a lawmaker this question at some point in time. (laughs) But what I can say is that a lot of the Southern Nevada lawmakers will leave on Friday, have the weekend at home with their families, and then come back For the work week. So there's a lot of travel between the North and the South. People will often rent houses up here in Carson City.
0: So does Carson become just like this party town (laughs) for four months with this influx of a bunch of different Nevadans?
1: So there's always, it's always interesting right around legislative session. And I'm going to add a caveat that I have actually, this will be my second year covering the legislature. So in last year, it was, when COVID measures were in place. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot less people kind of mingling, but apparently you have up here a lot of folks that'll meet together, they'll talk. A lot of people think that Republicans and Democrats don't get along outside of the legislative chambers and that they're always at odds. But the reality is, is that they're hanging out and seeing each other and interacting in the same bars or the same restaurants, right? And it was funny because last session, Assemblywoman Selena Torres featured Assemblyman Tom Roberts and as- Torres is a Democrat, Tom Roberts is a Republican on her TikTok.
0: On Wednesdays we were pink. Yeah, oh boy,
1: shit, so, there's a lot of people hanging out with each other that you would say, well, it seems like they hate each other or they're so angry at each other because of these bills, but really there's a lot of camaraderie too and It's interesting to see who talks to whom. Yes. Now
0: I want to interview like a a restaurant owner up there and be like, how does this impact your business? Like, do you look forward to this? Is this like Black Friday, but on a new level for y'all? Well, and I've always wondered too,
1: you know, you have, there's a couple of dry, you know, your dry cleaners up here, you know, what does that look like in terms of their bottom line during session versus after session? How do you balance those two things? But there's also quite a few state employees here year round as well.
0: So are we expecting more proposals to come after the session begins? Is there a cutoff for when they need to get all the proposals in? So I think that
1: one of the things that we should talk about is that, yes, more proposals will be coming in, more bills will be coming in. However, different entities have different deadline days, right? So some are required to submit theirs before, some have like a set time within which they have to get them in by midway through the session, for example. And there is no statutory deadline for when that measure needs to be pre-filed. But the last day for introduction of a bill would be the 50th calendar day of the legislative session. That's just looking at like, the Nevada Revised Statute, which is Nevada law.
0: So they can get halfway through and then somebody could be like, oh, just kidding, I got a new thing to throw into the, into the mix.
1: Right. And so I think that the short answer to your question is that, yes, bills can still be proposed after that first February 6th, which is the start of the legislative session this year. And the other thing I think is... Um, it's not over until the last day of session, right? Which is signy die, May 31st. Like you sometimes will have people making deals about bills right up until those like final hours when everything gets wrapped up.
0: Mm -hmm. All I hear is, is Hamilton, you don't have the votes. Like that's what's happening right now in my head. (laughs) going to need approval. (laughs) That is such a good example of like what
1: will happen behind the scenes, you know, getting the votes, trying to get everybody on the same page, say the Democrats need to get a Republican on board to pass like a two thirds majority, which usually would involve changing something related to taxes, Mm -hmm. then they need to go across the aisle and say, okay, what can we give you? What can you give us? Right? We saw that happen with the mining tax last legislative session. So it's, The room where it happens is definitely very, very real in the world of politics. Mm
0: -hmm. So what do you think are the most important things for Nevadans to know as we're watching the process from afar?
1: I think for me, the most important thing to know is that the lawmakers work for you. Right. It's your tax dollars at work the lawmakers are supposed to represent you and sometimes the only way that they will be able to know what you need is if you tell them, right? Mm. And there are opportunities to do that in say a public comment period on a bill, and I highly encourage people to go and, you know, make your voices heard if there's a particular piece of legislation that you want to see or that you're hearing about. But you could also email your lawmaker directly, right? You can go and find this is my representative in the Assembly or the Senate. Mm-hmm. And that might even be a better way to go because you could maybe make a more personal connection with them. Yes,
0: I was digging through all the things. There's actually a website. Yeah, you can go in, click on it. All of my representatives are Black. <laughs> and I was like, ah, Spearman, Horsford. I It was really exciting to look through and be like, wow, this is amazing. But we're going to actually try to put that in the show notes so that people can look up who their legislators are. There's another website on on the state website that has you can follow a bill. So like you can follow up to 10 bills. So if you know which ones you want to follow, you can like subscribe to them and get little alerts. So if you want to get really down and dirty and nerdy, this is how you do it.
1: And one of the things that we're doing this year with the Nevada Independent is creating a resource that allows you to look up the legislator or look up the representative for you. We're going to provide links for how to participate in public comment or even a recommended, here is how you talk to your lawmaker about X, Y, Z issue with with some templates and stuff. So I think keep an eye out on the independence page because we're really going to try to make it this session, not only just we're reporting getting you the information that you need, but also showing a little bit of how the cake is made. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that people often say about politics is there's a lot of like insider stuff, right? Who's talking to whom? What's going on? Where? Why did this lawmaker go and say this? Or what's behind this statement? Mm. And we're really going to try and focus on making that accessible for the public so that you have insight, not just into the laws and what's going on with them, but what's happening behind the scenes to a certain extent.
0: Yeah. That's dope. Do you have any predictions for bills that are going to be like particular, like the people are going to be just like arguing about the whole entire time? (laughs) Like, what's that one that's like, ooh, that's about to be a fight?
1: There's always some very interesting fights in the higher education realm
0: right? Mm -hmm. I'm expecting
1: some fights in the budget area too, you know, what gets funded, what doesn't get funded. Will the legislature follow Governor Lombardo's recommended budget? What are they going to deviate from? We're going to see a lot of fights around school choice, right? Governor Lombardo during his campaign made that a big priority, said this is what he's going to do. He did propose funding some scholarships that students could use to attend other schools that's going to be all on the table. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing is housing is going to be a significant issue as always this legislative session. Criminal that criminal justice reform that you started off talking with, we may see a lot of tension around that and healthcare as well, right? How do we address a nursing shortage? How do we make sure that people can access care even if they're living in rural communities and everyone yeah. has different ideas of how that should be done and there's points of alignment too, right? bipartisanship, Democrats and Republicans both support addressing mental health yeah. problems here in Nevada. Right.
0: I feel like I don't know, it seems like the governor might be really willing to, to have conversations and discussions. I feel like that's that's the foot he's kind of put forward. So I'm hopeful. So sending I don't even know, sending patience and clear minds to all of our legislature later people.
1: And, and I think that's one of the things that is really important to remember is like, even with the label of like Democrat, Republican, like ultimately these are lawmakers who work for the people and it's vital that we pass laws that help Nevada overall. And I think that's something that lawmakers on both sides of the aisle would agree on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Tabitha Mueller, thank you so much for making time for CityCast Las Vegas today. And we'll talk to you again soon.
1: Sounds good. (laughs) Thanks, folks.
0: Now, here's a little more news before you go. An actor from the film Dances with Wolves has been arrested in North Las Vegas for alleged sex crimes that police say happened under the guise of a cult. Police say they found allegations against Nathan Chasing Horse going back 20 years. On a lighter note, the Las Vegas institution, the Pepper Mill, will be closed Sunday and Wednesday. But don't worry, the iconic bar will just be closed for maintenance. (laughs) That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. If you're wondering how to get involved in the legislative session or find your rep, links are in the show notes. Send this episode to a friend, rate the show, leave us a review and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk soon. familiar with how conferences work and I feel like it has to be ratchet up there. I feel like Carson City has to have an influx of foolishness.
1: So I, I don't know if I would use the word ratchet to describe it.